0: the following contest is scheduled for one fall i've seen that man before that's randy phil the other one's some kind of half man half monkey it's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight good morning you glorious marks and you sweaty shaggers It's me, Mikey Mac, this is episode 56, Snapdragon Duplex, I'm at home, Randy's away, we're talking dynamite, we're talking rampage, we're talking wrestling. So without further ado, I'll chop you over to your favourite, my favourite, Randy Phil.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Marks and Shaggers, I am the pay-per-view thrill, Randy Phil, it's good to be back, hello Mikey, hope you're well. I'll find out next week, we'll have the catch-up, but this week we've got an episode of Dynamite to get through, an episode of Snapdragon Duplex to get through, and let's kick it off with one hell of a match. It's CM Punk versus Dax the Axe of FTR, and the Pinnacle, who are still going strong. But let's smash through. When we're kicking the match off, I'm thinking, who the fuck is that idiot in the front row with no shirt on? And of course it's... a. Uh, was it Austin Gunner? was it Colton Gunner? was it Machete Knife? <laughs> One of the ass boys. They're getting involved with FTR. That's all happening next week. Let's talk about this week. Let's talk about the match. This is what a TV match should be. It's nothing too fancy, nothing too big. It was good storytelling throughout. They kept going for a few attempts at CM Punk going for the Archon Device. Getting countered by Dax the Axe, Dax who was going for the sharpshooter a few times, getting countered by Punk, CM Punk teasing the elbow, and then Dax just doing your heel move, kinda kicking the feet out of Punk so he catches his nuts off the ropes, and I reckon CM Punk whenever he's got him in a hold just enough so that the ref doesn't see it, it was heel stuff, it was smart heel stuff, I love a smart heel. yeah. It was just typical FTR shenanigans being FTR. But as I said, the counter games were very strong in this match. Loved it when CM Punk was going for his running knee strike in the corner. Dax catches him and he does a slingshot powerbomb off the ropes. Looked brutal, it was brilliant. But CM Punk fights back, he manages to hit the knee in the corner the second time round. Goes for the D GTS, but Dax reverses it locks in the sharpshooter, and then I have no idea how, but CM Punk escapes the sharpshooter and countered into the Anaconda Vice, Mm -hmm. forcing Dax to tap. It was weird. It was wonderful. It was a good match all round. You didn't get too much uh, heel antics for Cash getting involved. He left at the start of the match, but he came back. But he didn't do anything too dodgy. I didn't even notice if they were saying that this is a playing off a of CM Punk and MGF. At this point you were wondering, are the FTR still aligned? Is the pinnacle still a thing? But MGF clears it all up later, they are still a thing. So maybe it was a wee bit of, I can't even say it was revenge because CM Punk walks out with a win. And he was signalling that he's going for a fucking title match soon. So there you have it, CM Punk wins. He could be going for a title match. Could it be the AEW world title or TNT title? It's probably going to be the world title. And uh, FTR are going to be taking on the Gun Club. A bit of fucking a high and a low, innit? it? Getting pumped off CM Punk and then fighting Billy Guns, boys. What did you make of the match, Mikey? Do you think um, Dax going for the sharpshooter so many times... As a, a wee nod for Bret Hart. Do you think Bret could be getting involved with AEW imminently? Nah, I can't. If FTR are still with the pinnacle, Bret's not a fucking heel. He comes across as a heel sometimes. I mean, he is not giving up on this Goldberg stuff. He's
0: a grumpy cunt. He's
1: that guy. He'd never put over Triple H. He said Triple H has never had a match greater than a 7 out of 10. Harsh. <laughs> but as a he... As Bret Hart coming to AEW, that'd be interesting.
0: Let me know what you think, Mikey. Well, I don't know, but I mean, like, they've got the Owen Hart thing starting soon, the Owen Hart tournament, so an appearance from Bret Hart would make a lot of sense. Uh, Maybe he just comes in, does a quick spot for a pay-per-view where he puts Dax in the sharpshooter and says, don't, this is how you put a fucking sharpshooter on, son. Don't do it ever again, kind of thing. Um, I don't think I'll join the Pinnacle. I can't see him Can't see him doing good heel work at this time. Um, I thought the match was good, and not to insult the entire glorious nation of Mexico, but why does the AAA belt look a bit... crap? It kind of looks like it's out of focus. It's not, um, I guess it's just an old belt, is it? So, that's why it looks that way. And if it's all gold, then it's going to... Do you know what I mean? That there's no... It doesn't pop. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't pop. FTR slapping a sticker on that belt, though, is amazing heel work. And I love it. Um, Punk wins. No one really surprised. But, um, yeah, good TV match, like you said. All right, so the next thing on the show was... It was the Jericho Appreciation Society promo backstage with Alex Marvez? Fuck, I can't remember. It could have been Tony the Shagger. I can't remember. Um... And they started slagging Johnny Hungy off because he met with Jericho as a kid and they kind of put up the photo. This is going to be a running theme and um, where we get a photo of all these AEW guys as kids meeting big wrestlers (laughs) at fucking signings. But like, it's, I mean, they're wrestling geeks. That's, that's what we like, right? That's, that's what we are. They're one of us. Anyway. What are we thinking of this sports entertainer crack? I know you can't answer, but um, I think it's fucking hilarious. But it also feels a bit like they're kind of, not burying themselves, but they're kind of putting themselves down a bit. Because I guess that's the gimmick, is that the crowd is supposed because it's a smart crowd, they're supposed to be raging because they're like, you can't call yourself that, you're a wrestler, calling yourself that is putting yourself down. And they're like, no, we're proud of it. We're actually proud of being sports entertainers and that is great heel work. So yeah, I guess it gets a, it gets two thumbs up. Next matchup, spot
1: fest of the night. 8-man Texas Tornado tag. Sting, Darby and the Hardys taking on The Butcher, The Blade and Private Party. Surprised I remembered all of them, good job Randy. But as I said, the match was a spot fest for the Pops. I loved it, I popped every time. Jeff Hardy looked very comfortable walking out the match and just going through the crowd. So he was at home there. And this is what they're going to need to do for all his matches. Just make every one of his match a Texas Tornado whatever. Texas Tornado singles match. Texas Tornado tag. Just uh, always having fighting in Texas. Or Tornadoes. (laughs) JR popped me whenever uh, Jeff was climbing the ladder. And JR just starts with... My God, he's not going for an arm drag. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, very observant. Good call. Good call, JR. A big, why did Andrade get involved? Where did he fuck off to? He came in, had a wee fucking tussle, then he just disappeared. Where the fuck did that guy go? He helped the uh, Butcher. It looked as if he was going to powerbomb Darby down the sets. There's a shot myself. <laughs> but no, no. He just done the fucking ra- get him in the power bomb and ragdoll him off one side, then on the other side. Then just gingerly toss him down the stairs. Not even a big meaty bastard power bomb to kill Darby. Darby probably said, "Fucking power bomb me down the stairs!" <laughs> like, no, 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 not not doing that. I'm going to ask about that here with us because that happened before Jeff doing this one-ton bomb off the fucking. What is it? Wasn't even the ladder. He went up in the fucking. It's not a gantry. The thing, what you call it? The thing, whatever the fuck you call it. The window, not even a window. The inside there, a window. Yeah, a window ledge. It was window a ledge. Ledge. The ledge.
0: of
1: While well, all this shit was happening, Sting was back with A boys, making sure that Jeff isn't doing anything dodgy with Darby, showing him some bad habits. Matt was in the ring dealing with a two-on-one with private party, then Sting manages to return to make the save. No sells a chair shot. Hits the stinger splash a few times, then what the hell happened? It was like Ugh. the most awkward scorpion death drop. I don't know. It, it like reversed something. It got him in the position, but Sting fell to the ground. Mm-hmm. Then he tried to stand up with him. The whole time you're like, mate, fucking let go of his neck. Just let him go. To you stand up, hit him, and go back into it. But no, Sting was adamant he's going to stand up whilst he's got his fucking arm around this boy's neck. <laughs> Matt Hardy grabs the other one. And they do the stereo, scorpion, death drop, twist of fate. It was cool. Stereo moves, gets the pins, one two three. good guys win. It wasn't a technical masterclass like the first match of the night, but very much sports entertained. And that's what AWR now, Sports Entertainment, <laughs> just ask Jericho and his appreciation society club, whatever the fuck they are. So Mikey, I went back and forth with loads of spots. Tell me, is there any spots, Amis, that you liked? What do you make of the Hardys? Is this just keeping them away from the title picture just now? Do you think they're going to be in the run for championships? Championships? Championship. Shortly. Um, How the fuck do you put an end to this absolute bizarre storyline? Because this isn't the end. Because we've got a Derby versus Andrade match. Next, Dynamite. What's your thoughts
0: on it all, Mikey? Uh, Do I think the Hardys are going to get... Yeah, they're going to get championships at some point. They've got to. Um, This feels like it's going to be the last big run of their career. So I think they're going to go for it. I think they're going to do everything. I think they're going to give us the greatest hits. So right now they're giving us the Hardys. Um, We're going to get some more broken stuff, I think. Well, I hope. Um, We're going to get a championship run. This is all me speculating, but I feel like if this is their last run, I think Tony Khan's going to want them to go out in a blaze of glory and they're going to lose the belts and that'll be the that'll probably be the retirement match when they lose the belts. So I don't think they're going to get the belts for a while. Um, but when they do, I think we're in for a hell of a run. Um, yeah, the Hardys won. We got Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Darby Hardy, Sting Hardy. Um, let's just talk about that Stinger, uh, that Scorpion Deathlock. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. Where the fuck are my manners? The scorpion death drop that you're talking about. And I agree with you. In, I mean, I never, I didn't think about it that way. I In, in my mind, I was like, oh, he can't get up. He's falling. He keeps persevering. I'm like, I oh, can't really blame the cunt considering he's 62. But now that you say it, that is a bit dodgy trying to get up while you're holding his neck. And if you can't do it, like just let go. Like you said, let go. Get up. Just pick him up by his neck, from a standing position, which you can do, and then just hit the scorpion death drop, like, it's a shame, it's like, uh, it's shades, it's not as bad as this, but it's shades of when Undertaker was supposed to be retiring against Roman Reigns, and couldn't get that tombstone, do you remember that flip over tombstone spot they were going to do, and they both fell, and it was was such a shame, but anyway, um, this match, what have I got for this match, um, when Matt Hardy came down to the ring, Darby was looking at him really uneasy, which I thought was good, because it made sense. These guys have had a fucking feud, these guys don't trust each other, or Matt trusts him, but Darby's a bit like, fuck me, you were trying to kill me not that long ago, mate, so fuck you. Uh, I'll fight you this match, but only because my dad's here. Um, Butcher is looking ripped, can I just say? Some glow up he's had. Um, Sting does a fucking dive. I mean, it went off the rails, it was backstage bollocks, you've mentioned all of it, top of the ramp bollocks, I love a bit of bollocks, love some bollocks, um, do you think One Hour Tea had paid for some product placement here, because um, when they're doing all the backstage stuff and Jeff Hardy's Swanton Bomb that you mentioned, uh, he went through loads of One Hour Tea's boxes, and in my head I'm like, that's advertisement, that's 100% advertisement. it's really clever advertisement, but there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, this was just a spot fest, wild match, A.W. special. Enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed it.
1: Right, two decent matches, the ball was rolling, I'm right into dynamite now, and then I get hit with fucking this one, Moxley and Danielson versus the Varsity Blondes. I was fucking buzzing for it, I thought it was going to be brilliant, but it just felt weird, it felt as if there wasn't great chemistry between the teams as opponents, it was weird. I've not got many spots. Moxley and Danielson just pretty much beat the shit out of the Varsity Blondes. The varsity Blondes had a wee bit of comeback. Not too much to get excited about. Moxley and Danielson win when Moxley fires the elbows into Griff Garrison. Who the fuck is that guy? And he locks in a rear <laughs> naked choke. But in at the same time, Danielson's putting the fucking, see where he's grabbing the arms of Brian Pillman, laying the fucking stomps in. And then it goes to lock in a label lock. Was it the label lock or the cattle mutilation? Can't remember. But he tried to do it at the same time that Moxley put in the chokehold. But it was far too slow. The camera moves so you don't see how fucking slow he was. But uh, Regal's boys pick up the win. We get a promo at the end of it, and the team is called the Blackpool Combat Club, the BCC. Um. Terrible. Okay, that's a name. I suppose Terrible I wonder if there's going to be anybody else joining What do you think Mikey You got any thoughts Anybody else you've got You would like to join Names that I would like to see Are Cesaro And Miro No idea why Don't think there's any logical reason for them I just like the guys I think they'd be a good fit So gimme them boys Young upstarts or fairly new guys, I'm not sure. Could Utah Wheeler get there? Yeah, he will. Maybe. We can touch on that later. Um, You got any spots for the match? The match was saved by fucking Regal on commentary. He's fantastic on commentary. I love that he just keeps it referring to Excalibur as man in the mask or the masked man. I love it what's your thoughts on everything Mikey who you putting in the Blackpool Combat Club
0: I don't know I think um Cesaro's a good shout definitely a good fit um I feel like we are getting Wheeler Utah I mean we'll touch on that later on I guess um, but it, that's what they're building to here's that we're going to get Wheeler Utah and I'm excited for that I'm excited to see what they do I hope they get people that you wouldn't expect I don't really want Uh, main event mafia style thing where they're just picking up like Cesaro, Miro, as much as this would be really cool. But for me, I think if they use this as a way of getting other people over, like Evolution, then that would be more beneficial for the company in the long run. You can give them the rub of them uh, getting trained, built up, and then eventually feuding with the likes of Moxley and Danielson, and then them putting these people over. You've got fucking superstars in your hand. So, hopefully they pick the right people. Hopefully the crowd get behind them and hopefully they do this well. But, I mean, I mean, fuck me. With the level of talent you've already got there, um, it's destined, destined to succeed. Uh, terrible name, though. Uh, the Varsity Blondes. Let's talk about this match. Varsity Blondes didn't win. <laughs> um, surprise, surprise. John Moxley cut a promo about how... Awesome, William Regal is, and I think it made up for the kind of time based lack of attention that William Regal gave to John Moxley the other week. But, um, yeah, that's all I've got for this. So then we get MJF cutting a big promo in the ring. So we've got, um, one moment in this that I was shocked. Well, I wasn't, yeah, I was shocked given this is in America. Um, they're chanting Wardlow. I can't remember what they were chanting exactly, but MGF turns to the crowd and shouts, I'm going to strap Wardlow to a cross, just like Jesus, how about that? What a fucking mentalist, by the way. Insane. Imagine saying that back in the fucking 80s. Holy fuck, he would have been fucking sacked. Um, Wardlow comes out after MGF calls his mum a skank. And Wardlow lets him know that he's actually trespassing because MGF didn't call him into work today. And they're really playing heavy on the fact that MJF is Wardlow's boss. He doesn't work for AEW. So, this storyline is going to be Wardlow getting a contract. That's what we're looking forward to. So, we're going to get a. Uh, we're, we're probably going to end up getting a match on a pay-per-view for Wardlow has to beat MJF in whatever crazy match to get his contract ripped up. Uh, and then he'll get he'll win. He'll get his contract ripped up by MGF. Um, he won't. Will now be a free agent, and then Tony Khan will come out and sign him. That's what's going to happen. Anyway, um, MGF was saying he's just going to pay him to stay at home. And my first thought was, that's not the first time that's happened with Turner Network, is it? Is it? If you know, you know.
1: So MGF does his promo. Didn't really get any new information from it, other than the pinnacle are still a thing, and we're going to see the rise of the pinnacle starting next week when FTR take on the Ass Boys. MJF said that he will be seeing CM Punk again before he puts Punk in the ground and pisses on his grave. <laughs> so that's a a good way down the line. I'll be, I'll be another good match. I'm excited for that one and also Wardlow is now on the WCW contract to sit at home and collect a paycheck. What <laughs> a lucky bastard. Whilst I'm already here I'm just gonna cut on to the next one. Tony Schiavone is backstage with the best friends and Trent is pissed off with Wheeler Utah. He says they're done with Utah. Trent is done. Wheeler Utah is not a best friend. I said he doesn't want to be a best friend he wants to be the best professional wrestler so I guess he's out he's out uh, do you think they're just going to slowly get rid of everyone from the stable like Orange Cassidy, Dan Housen Chris Statlander maybe fucking who was the boy that was rapongi Vice? Rocky Romero shit I can't remember Rocky Romero got it oofed and then whenever they get rid of them it's just Chuck and Trent and then Trent becomes a good guy again because they are the best friends you've not got every cunt else in and it's just a group of cunts they're the best friends the best or are we having a Trent and Chuck feud at the end of it you tell me Mikey what's your thoughts
0: I've actually never thought about that fuck knows man fuck knows I feel, are we kind of getting, a, are we kind of getting into the age of AW breaking up stables, we've had the inner circle break up, the pinnacle, I know he says the pinnacle are still together but not for long man, I mean they've kicked Tully Blanchard out, uh, Wardlow's on the rampage, Wardlow's going to break them up, Um. so yeah, they break up the best friends, what have you got left, you've got the elite who are kind of in the middle of a fucking civil war? or just about to start one, you've got Jericho Appreciation Society and you've got the Blackpool Combat Club. Is that it? Am I missing something really important here? Probably. But that's fine.
1: We all make mistakes. Right, next match, Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal. This has just been like a stacked card for Dynamite. I love this card, but... After that last match, I just felt kind of deflated, but this was decent. Jay Lethal gave Adam Cole a run for his money in the match, looked as though it could have went either way, but thanks to Red Dragon, and specifically Bobby the Fish, for distracting the referee, Adam Cole managed to catch Jay Lethal with a kick to the gonads as Jay Lethal was going for the lethal injection off the ropes, and he finishes him off by lowering the boom. I've not got any big spots for this, it was an enjoyable match, but I was taken away just for uh, that lackluster of a tag, unfortunately. After the match, Adam Cole gets on the mic saying that he was being cheated out of his AEW title match, that he's beat Hangman Adam Page twice, he should be the champion, but I don't think he's actually said that he's wanting or he's getting a championship shot or a title match. I don't know if I can burst with him in another title match. He talks enough trash for Hangman Adam Page to come to the ring and he comes down for a click and collect of an ass-kicking by Adam Cole and Red Dragon until Jurassic Express come down to make a save and then Adam Cole steals the belt. The belt looks good on him but I can't be asking this. I can't be dealing with this feud for much longer. They had it. It didn't do it for me. What about you, Mikey. Are you ready to see this go one more time? The only other interesting note that I have is that Adam Page wasn't saved by the Dark Order this time. He was saved by Jurassic Express. I wonder if that's going to be played out on BTE. You'll, they'll they'll hint to it why the Dark Order didn't save Hangman Adam Page. And I'm going to be
0: heartbroken, mate. What's your thoughts? Yeah, so, I mean, I thought it was a good match. I really enjoyed j. Lethal, I don't have many spots, I'm, I'm the same as you. Um, back page after the match, I did notice that The Dark Order didn't come out, and they're kind of playing into this Jurassic Express thing, and yeah, maybe it is going to be explained in BTE, I haven't watched BT in the past couple of weeks, although it's 300 coming out, so I'll watch that, it's probably already out. Am I ready to see this again? Yes, I am ready to see this one more time. And I think Adam Cole's going to win. I'm just going to keep that out there. I just feel like he's going to win. I feel like it's going to be a shock. And he's going to have the belt. I mean, on Rampage, they steal the tag belts as well. um, But we'll get there. Then we got a segment with Sammy Guevara, Ty Conte, and Dan Lambert, and Scorpio Sky, and Paige Van Zandt. uh, Kind of shite. It was kind of shite. Dan Lambert comes out. He's slagging them off, doing his usual. And then, Sammy's like, oh, if you knew what we'd done to that belt, you wouldn't be putting it in your mouth. It's like, Sammy just telling the world he spunked on the fucking belt. Like, great. I don't want this belt anymore. There's no one in the locker room who's going to want to win that belt now. They're just like, there you go, pal, we'll retire that one. We'll retire that one, just like we have done before. Gonna <laughs> hang <Get> that one. <laughs> um, yeah, fucking don't care. I don't know how they've done it, but AEW have somehow found a way of bringing Sammy Guevara in, right, as a heel. And everyone being like, he's good, but he's an asshole. And then getting him over as a good guy. And now keeping him that way, but the crowd is starting to turn on him. It's going a bit like the Cody way, but I hope they just fucking turn him heel, man. I hope they just finish this America top team thing quick and they just turn him fucking heel. Why not lean into it? Okay, next
1: up, Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch is just a wee strong lass, isn't she? Just throwing Red Velvet about as if she's an empty trackie. I think this match was hurt as well with the commercial breaks when it goes picture in picture because it feels as though the pace gets slowed. Layla Hirsch was doing a lot of fucking the work. Like, not doing a lot of the work, but just bullying Red Velvet with loads of suplexes. Loads are just tossing her around. And then she needs to finish the match by using the fucking turnbuckle hook again. Dodgy tactics. A dodgy win. But a win is a win. Even the referee, Bryce Remsberg was like, what the fuck happened there? How is she knocked out? I just took a turnbuckle <laughs> hook away. And she's knocked out. Fuck it. I need to make the count. One, two, three. And after the match, Chris Statlander comes down and our... I don't know, is it her dark gear? It's it's like a persona change. She's she's leaving the best friends. They're all leaving the best friends, I don't yeah. know. But um I like the look. It's a cool, dark look. Don't think she's going to heal, just a different character change. What do you think, mate? What do you make of Chris Statlander? What do you make of this match? This whole thing's just gonna to lead to another rematch that we've seen from the buy-in. If you watch the buy in, I watched the buy in. Layla Hirsch won by fucking using a hook because she's a dirty one, dirty, dirty player. This match, it just, it was what it was. It was okay. But my question for you is Layla Hirsch gets the turnbuckle hook through under the ring. That's a disqualification, right? Yeah. But if the turnbuckle hook comes loose from the turnbuckle in the middle of a match and she picks that up, and uses it is that a foreign object because that was like that was part of the ring that was in the match that's not really dodgy that's I'll let that fly what does does your rule book say on it Mikey
0: you know what I'm not sure because the steel steps come into play a lot people throw each other in the steel steps but then if you pick the steel steps up and you hit someone with it no people do that people do that so yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe if she took the actual turnbuckle off of the ring and hit her with that, That it wouldn't be a disqualification. But is it disqualification if you take the ring apart? Nah, that, that might be the rule. If you destroy the ring on purpose, you might get disqualified for doing so. So she might be disqualified before she hits her with the turnbuckle. But in theory, if the ring fell apart on its own and she hit her with the turnbuckle or threw her onto the turnbuckle because it was just lying there, it's part of the ring, then I think she could get away with it. But that's quite convoluted. Um, I'm really fucking bored of this feud. I'm going to put it out there. I'm bored of it. Bored! I've seen it all. I've seen it a million times. I hate when you get a match on a pay-per-view, and then you get the same match... The next fucking TV show, I hate that. It's it, it really shite. I'm sorry, but it's shite. And sometimes AEW do it all right. Um, Thunder Rosa Britt Baker, right? But that wasn't the the directly next show. Anyway, I can't. I just can't. I can't deal with this shit anymore. It's boring me now. It's making me want to fucking change the channel when it comes on. I'm like, Leila Hirsch was a red velvet. Someone's going to win. It doesn't really matter. It's like when you watch two football teams that you don't support and they're not in a league that you're interested in and you're like, I literally don't care what happens in this match. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's got no bearing on anything. Statlander looks like she might turn heel. That's my shout. And that might be interesting. But we'll see how that goes. Right, so
1: Jade Cargill is now 30-0. When the fuck did that happen? Where have I been for the past seven? I thought she was only like 21 and oh. This is definitely the Goldberg streak. This is a made up number. When the fuck did that happen? (laughs) Well, sorry, she's 29. If she gets to 30, they're having the celebration that's happening. No, wait, is she? I can't remember. She's either hitting 30 or she's got 30. They're having a celebration and they've said it's fit for a queen. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, the way they say that fit for a queen. Is somebody going to show up? Is there a big name showing up and spoiling no. this celebration? No. I mean, it's not Charlotte Flair. She's on fucking contract. She's the queen. Is there another queen? Yeah, queen. I don't know. Let me know, Trips. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Marks and Shaggers, we've made it to the dynamite. Main event the Jericho Appreciation Society, consisting of Jericho and Danny Garcia taking on Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Order. It started off fairly icky. You had the uh, Dark Order at ringside, and you had the remainder of the Jericho Appreciation Society at ringside until Jericho fucking kicks the ring steps, plays dead, and gets the Dark Order kicked out. Now what the fuck happened to Aubrey Edwards here? She just had a bad a bad match or a bad week because she's usually pretty switched on for this stuff. She's the smart referee and yet Jericho took the piss out her with that one. She's usually switched on or she would send everybody away but she only sent away the troops of the Dark Order. Yep. But that didn't stop John Silver and Alex Reynolds from taking control of the majority of the match. And we strong boy John Silver just went tonto on all of the J-A-S at ringside. Yep. He hit fucking, what's his name, Menard, what's his name, Parker. I don't know, they've all got new (laughs) names. And he done the fucking run-up Hurricane Rana on Jake Hager. Loved it. Loved his wee uh, going tonto on the baddies. Reynolds and Silver hit their double-team spot on Garcia, you know, where they do, like, the knee on the corner... Into a discus, into an insecurity, into a stunner, into a German, into a pin, but Danny Garcia kicks out. Then shenanigans happens. The Appreciation Society get involved. Hager wipes out John Silver, but Aubrey's fucking distracted because she's having her off night. Then Jericho clocks Reynolds with a baseball bat, and the Jericho Appreciation Society win their debut match. And I wonder if that's them, like, better ranked than fucking postage and packaging already. Maybe. Well, it was, uh, it was decent. I liked it. I was sports entertained. And that's what they are, the sports entertainers. <laughs> and what they do is beat up professional wrestlers. That's exactly what they done this week. But what I want to know, the baseball bat that Jericho used, was that Floyd? Or was Floyd part of the inner circle and Floyd's fucked off and this new baseball bat's like Lloyd or something. (laughs) Don't know. What the fuck? I hope we get clarification on this next week because they didn't mention it on Rampage. So Mikey, what did you make of Dynamite? I liked Dynamite. Really two good strong opening matches. The middle of it fucking let me down a wee bit. And then the main event brought it back, loved it. I'm not getting into Rampage I'm already talked for about 20 minutes here um. but definitely the Ricky Starks versus what's his name Swerve Strickland mm-hmm. I think I can't remember because I know Isaiah Swerve Scott isn't that's easy NXT but it's, it's that was match of the week I feel even though I've not covered it fucking banger of a match that's going to be me for this week I'm going to be seeing Mikey very soon With we- more than likely could be doing a Wrestlemania stream, be sure to tune in Mikey, thanks for putting this together you're a shagger and I love and I appreciate you (laughs) Uh, fans you're all sweaty marks but we still love and appreciate each and every one of you I've been the pay-per-view thrill, Randy Phil
0: take care and mind what you are all doing Randy Phil, the pay-per-view thrill out Right, so, you left me a lot there. Um, Jericho and Garcia versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I agree, I thought it was a great match. I was very sports entertained. And that was the purpose of this match, to be sports entertained. Um, I like Dynamite. Uh, there were some low points and there were some high points. It kind of felt a bit rollercoastery y for me. Um, but it was good and it was stacked. Let's go on to Rampage. Um Rampage, the show we've all been waiting for, opens with Dustin Rhodes versus Lance Archer. And here's a fucking shock, everyone. Dustin Rhodes bleeds in this match. Although the real shock is that it comes out of his ear, so maybe it was a hard way. Or maybe he started blading his ear because he's got no space left to blade. Um Dustin Rhodes wins, and this was actually a shock. I was fucking shocked at that. a uh, big win for Dustin Rhodes. Lance Archer beats the living shit out of him after the match, there you go folks, anyone surprised, I was fucking surprised, then we get a wee kind of promo, it's an interview with Jay Lethal, um, who says there's got to be a better way, he's going along the lines of like, what's happening right now, this ain't working, I've just come to AEW and I'm getting fucking beat, and I'm winning on Dark and stuff that Mikey doesn't watch, and um, if Mikey's not watching, it doesn't exist. So there's got to be a better way. And I initially... Well, I'm still thinking it. I mean, he's, he's going to join a stable, I think. What stable is he going to join? So when good guys say there's got to be a better way, it means they're going to turn heel. Usually. Um, But there are tweener stables out there, like the Blackpool Combat Club, which could use someone like Jay lethal so maybe he'll join, eh, there you go, that's a callback, it's a callback, um, Fuego Del Sol, we're back in the Fuegoverse, where's Fuego 2 gone, where's Dirty Dave Nitro when you need him, um, Fuego 2 is no more, they've had the funeral, he's dead, long gone, WWE bound, wait what, um, House of Blacks show up, Fuego's in the fucking ring, cutting a big promo. House of Blacks show up, and surprise, surprise, they fucking leather him. The next match on the card was Red Dragon or Red Dragon versus the Dark Order, and Red Dragon win comfortably. Well, I mean, it's a shame to say, but were we expecting anything else? Um, Jurassic Express come out. Uh they save the Dark Order and then Adam Cole steals their belts. So this calls back to what we we're saying earlier on. He's like he's on a fucking belt thief thing right now. He's on his he's back on his bullshit. Um I don't know how this is gonna end. I just don't I just not sure. But I hope Adam Cole wins the big one. Next up, we've got Nyla Rose versus Jobber of the Week. Can't even remember her name. And do you want the spoiler? Nyla smashes her. Bit of a shame, except not really. Piss break match. Cutie um, Marshall comes out to the ring with his Certificate of Accomplishment. And the first recipient of this Certificate of Accomplishment is Hook. So here comes Hook. Then he smashes the certificate, and then Dan Housen comes out. Uh, he's going to curse Hook, and Hook just looks at him and just keeps walking. The curse doesn't work, and Dan Housen looks shocked. And we are shook as fans. I love that shit. They, 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 it was utter stupid, silly bollocks. Loved every second of it. I was eating it up. And then we get to Randy's match of the week. Probably my match of the week as well, to be honest, man. Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, this was a banger. An Absolute banger. I've not got heaps of spots. Um, what I will, what I have to mention, Ricky Starks running the ropes for ages and then does what? Like a standing coffin drop. The People's Coffin Drop. Funny as fuck. And I don't know, I mean, if you're old enough to remember like we are, the People's Elbow was not a finisher. It was The Rock doing it just to take the piss out of the opponent. It's like when Chris Jericho uh, tries to pin you by standing on your chest and like flexing his biceps. It's like he's never won a match with that. But he just does it as a, it's like a taunt. So The Rock's people elbow was a taunt. Because of course you're not going to win with, with with an elbow drop like that. But now he does. And that's just the way wrestling works. Kayfabe, kayfabe moves in mysterious ways. Um, So, Ricky Starks' standing coffin drop. Imagine this became a finisher one day. Ricky Starks wins with a Rochambeau, still the coolest name for a finisher of all time. Um, Swerve is no longer undefeated, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think AW, sometimes you get the feeling that they feel a bit awkward about handing a big signing their first loss, but I think the earlier you do it the better sometimes because it, it just it kind of just goes okay cool they're like th- there's not heaps of undefeated people and you don't have to keep running with like the streak versus the kind of storylines um if everyone's got an undefeated streak then the likes of Jade Cargo and Scorpio Sky's undefeated streaks which are storyline um necessary for storyline they don't have the same kind of I don't want to say sway, but you you know what I mean, they don't have the same kind of uh, importance if everyone's got that, so to hand them a loss after a month or whatever, well, I don't think it's even been that long for Swerve, has it? It doesn't matter, man, it's like, look, it's cool, Um, it, it puts Ricky over even more, and Keith Lee comes in afterwards, we get Stramash after the match, uh, post-match, Stramash, all Stramash wrestling And he launches Ricky Starks' hairdresser through the congratulations sign, which I fucking loved. Um, Rampage was good. Man, I I really liked Rampage this week. It was... It felt quick. Um, which for an hour of wrestling kind of should feel quick. It should feel like, oh fuck, I kind of want a bit more. And if it leaves you wanting more, that's the first rule of showbiz. So they've done something right. Um... And that is me for this week, and thanks Randy for participating, I've got your certificate of participation in the post. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening, you're all glorious, you're all sweaty, and we love you all. Mikey Mac, out.